The following podcast contains strong language. I should bloody well hope so. We're here, we're queer, and we're stuck inside just like you. It's the Grumpy Old Queer Cast. So good evening, good evening, good evening, my lovely, lovely people. How are we doing? Good, we're good. I am deaf in one ear. What? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what? It's obligatory. <laughs> Uh, There's a law that was passed that we have to make those jokes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. So Ruth's deaf in one ear. Yeah. Rach, Hi. you're not blind in one eye or anything? I'm blind in one eye and deaf in one ear. I'm getting all... I'm alright, actually. I'm fairly mellow, I think, as things go, yeah. So what's made us grumpy this week? Curtain linings. Okay, that I did curtain ask the question, and I do expect it to be specific, but curtain linings. <laughs> curtain linings. Let's go. Ex- it. Ex- explain a lot. Okay. You know, this is going to go down with your potatoes. So, <laughs> so our flat is older than the United States of America. Seventeen seventy-four. Yes. United States of America, seventeen seventy-six. Okay. Uh, okay. And as so the flat's know, not older than you then, Ruth? Yeah, five years. So when a house is cold like that, you end up fitting things called curtain linings. Now, curtain linings are um, like, you know when it's cold and you have a vest, a t-shirt, a jumper, a sheep. A sheep. Yeah. Don't cast aspersions <laughs> on the Welsh person. You're the Welsh person. <laughs> He's casting aspersions on me. Um, I'm casting asheepsions. <laughs> aspersions. Anyway. Matter. So you have to layer up on the curtains and it's it saves money. It helps keep the heat in, and it also helps you keep cool in summer. And for about 15 quid, I got a, a pair of curtain linings from Dunelm. Fitting the bastards, though, that is risking death. Do you know why? Because, one, I'm a partially sighted person. I do not like stepladders or steps. Well, no, I love steps, the band, but I do not like step ladders or uh, any form of elevation above my own height that doesn't involve a proper handrail and a solid floor. So okay. I, 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 you have to uh, risk, risk death to, uh, hanging onto the ceiling with one hand whilst taking off the curtains with the other. And then you have to do this weird intelligence test where you follow a black and white diagram and have to feed the hooks through the linings. And apparently there's a right side and a wrong side of a curtain, but it doesn't say which side is the right side or which side is the wrong side. You have That's something you have to Google on the And internet. our curtains are beige with no pattern on either, so it's not like you can tell. Uh, uh, okay. I found out what it, it, it was, and then when I, once I'd got it right, I managed to hang them back up again whilst risking death. And uh, <laughs> it, it's it's now a lot warmer. 
and it, it it's great just just 15 quid and a little bit of death risking and it saves you a lot of money they do look good okay yeah. I, i'll accept that as a reason for being grumpy risking your life yeah i mean home furnishings they you do have to risk your life on a regular basis i mean you can get electrocuted you can get drowned trying to fix a toilet you can walk into a bin and hurt your foot you can fall into a bin you can suffocate while making the bed oh yeah that's uh that's something i i i once fell over trying to change a duvet and couldn't get out and had a panic attack in the duvet that was my first night away from home at uni <laughs> Oh, and then, I don't uh, mean to laugh at your misfortune, but <laughs> you are anyway. anyway. And, yeah. and and then I blocked the toilet <laughs> with the duvet. No, no, not with the duvet. <laughs> but I then had to sort of like go foraging for long branches to unblock the toilet. And wasn't that to the tune of the tide is high? If I remember yes, right, the tide is high. So now, whenever <laughs> I hear the tide is high by Blondie. I get triggered to getting trapped in a duvet. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Um, so, Rach, what's got you grumpy this week? Masks. And it's not... So the, I don't have a problem with having to wear masks. I understand that it's vital and important, and I do do it. It's just for some reason, masks will not stay on my face. I don't know if I have like sort of strange boomerang ears or something, but every single time I try and put a mask on over my ears, it somehow ends up kind of propelling elsewhere, like a sort of reverse face hugger. It's just, I can't seem to get the little git just to stay on. And so I just end up kind of doing a sort of mini striptease with my face. Or it's because your mask is a bit too small for your face. I don't even have that big a face. I have a perfectly normal size face. But a Stewie Griffin shaped head. Yeah, there, there, there is that. I, I, I do have a rather unusually sh shaped skull. But yeah, either way, my mask does not like me. I don't like my mask. And yeah, we live in a state of kind of mutual resentment. Yeah. I've, got my, I've got out my seasonal masks. Yeah. Now, what, has you off, Paul? what was that, right? What has cheesed you off this week? Um, oh, yeah, we didn't get to mine. Yes, what's annoyed me this week is people being grumpy about people putting Christmas trees up. Yes. And I am, I am going to admit to being the pot calling the kettle black <laughs> because my family are incredibly grinchy and our family tradition was... Christmas tree and decorations go up on Christmas Eve, mm -hmm. come down on Twelfth Night, yep. you don't do anything before then. And it was a nice family thing, we'd all put the decorations up together on Christmas Eve. So that usually colours my, if people put Christmas decorations up early, you know, before December I will tut and judge them. <laughs> After December the 1st, I will still tut and judge them. <laughs> I will tut and judge everyone. Um, right. But... This year, we've, we're going through a collective trauma. Yeah. If Bianca wants to put her festive, frilly, pink and white, god-awful looking 
Christmas tree that doesn't match the decorations and doesn't tidy her living room up and then puts pictures all over Facebook. And it makes her happy. Let her do it. Definitely. Judge her in your head. You do not have to tell her that she's a messy bitch with awful taste. But I am really getting annoyed at people being vocally judgmental about it. It's not your fucking business. What I don't understand. Since when did having a Coke cup come round mean Christmas? It does rhyme here. Oh, the Coca-Cola advert bollocks. Well, no, it's not even the advert. I don't mind the ad- seeing the adverts. That's fine. You know, yeah. And, and that 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 is fine. Yeah, we all and things like you know John Lewis. But for some reason, it's important that an advert must make people cry at Christmas. Disney, I'm crying. And where she's got the little torn Mickey Mouse ear. Oh God. Um, the Amazon ballerina. I mean, health and safety risk, she could really slip in that snow and ice. I haven't seen any of these adverts. Well, basically, the, the plot of the COVID-related uh, advert is that this lovely young ballerina, she was supposed to be the lead dancer in in their Christmas show at Bally. And she got COVID and died? No, 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 she didn't even have to isolate. But the then I'm not sad for COVID. her. And so her little sister goes, Haha, I have an idea. Spends a lot of money on the internet. Gets all the neighbours. On Amazon, the presumably. And they, all, they all shine their torches out their windows um, to make a little spotlight, which is not physically possible. I know because I've tried to light a staging area with torches and you need a lot more torches than that. And and, and so she now dances her um, dance solo right in the middle of the snow and ice in... Uh, and gets run over by the... Oh, let me... I get the finish. She gets run over by the Coca-Cola Christmas truck. <laughs> and that starts that. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> And then they have great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, I don't get the advert thing for that. Do you remember the John Lewis advert with the old guy on the moon? Now, part of me thinks that's really touching, but at the same time, the nagging part of me that knows a little bit about science goes, he can't breathe. Where's his spacesuit? It's a metaphor. Yeah, I I just don't get it. It's a bit. It's how Christmas has just become really, really commercialized. It's feel sad, but now spend lots of money, and then feel sad again in January when you can't eat because you have spent too much money. But it's Christmas. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I'm not grinchy at all. So let's do our weekly roundup now that we've gassed on about why we're grumpy about various things um that will be cut down from the 20 minutes that it is at the moment (laughs) so when you're listening to this dear viewers dear viewer listeners dear listeners you will and it's a seven minute section you will know we are grumpy as fuck (laughs) so yes the weekly roundup so it's been a 
an interesting week. Um, so, obviously, as we're recording this, um, because we did it on Tuesday before it was released, um, Parliament has met and waffled on for ever and decided that they are going to go with the releasing the lockdown into the new stricter tiered thing in England no. thanks to labor abstaining and uh, yeah uh, speaking uh, with with the welsh interest at hand they yes. now close their pubs as a result to stop english people coming in and uh, <laughs> having food and... to be fair that's about the only reason why english people go to wales well, no, there's the beautiful scenery, the culture, the heritage, and a chip shop in Aberystwyth. And Welsh cakes. Don't forget Welsh cakes. Hell yeah. Mm. And really good drag bars in Cardiff. But, yes. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the things that's happened this week. And then, also, just as we were going to record, one of the characters in Umbrella Academy has come out as transgender, which is wonderful. He posted a very long, well, a longish statement on his face, not on his Facebook, on his Twitter. He may have also done it on Facebook, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so congrats to Elliot for living his truth. Of course, people are being real dicks about it on Twitter, aren't they? They're all saying, oh, Elaine Page is trans. And you're like, you oh, Not even the right yeah. person. So, you know, it's just like... Yeah, oh. but it, it, it's going to be like last week all over again because people kept tweeting about Madonna when it was Diego Maradona that died. See, I was upset about that. I love Madonna, but some random footballer who cheated. I mean, I... No. Having read their statement, it's um the inequalities that they point to in it is it's just stark. But we give Elliot our unqualified support and our best wishes to them. So we've got that one. And then there was one about Lush that you wanted to talk about, Ruth. Well, yeah. So you know Lush. Absolutely wonderful uh, toilet tea shop that you can smell halfway down the street. They do this thing called... It's not halfway down the street. It's half a county over. Let's face well, it. Let's be honest. <laughs> it, it, the, the COVID test. Can you walk past Lush without smelling anything? See, I couldn't earlier, and I was really, really worried. And then I went kind of downwind a bit, and I was like... Ah. I can smell them again. The loaded them were sitting around in the doorway. Oh, okay. So <laughs> yeah, they must have just knocked off their shift or something. Well, that's because they're they they're, they're just open for collections at the minute. But they do this thing called a charity pot, which is a uh, you buy a pot of moisturizer and the charity goes to certain. Um, charities. <laughs> so the money like goes to charities. Um, and one of the charities that they've given it to is this charity called Women's Place. Can you see where this is going to go? Can you smell the turkiness about to come up? 
Oh, I, I can sense. name alone. It sounds really sort of, ugh. Yeah, because for me, like, a woman's place is in the home sort of thing. Like, something like Mike Pence or someone of that ilk would say. Yeah. So, somebody with a beehive. Well, not Mike Pence with a beehive, but... <laughs> <laughs> well. So, somebody who looks like Mrs. America would be going, mm, uh. <laughs> Yeah, somebody with crinoline, somebody with a with a tie neck blouse that wasn't my nan's. Um, yeah. This uh, charity called Women's Place, they have got some nasty anti-trans speakers going on now. Lush have um, said, "Whoa, we didn't know this was going on," and they've actually been okay about it. So I'm not going to do any silly boycotting at the minute, um, but. How can you not notice what a charity is doing before you give them the money? You'd at least research them first, you would have thought. The turf issue and trans rights and attacks, continuing fucking attacks on trans rights. Have you seen Laverne Cox? Poor thing, she got, uh, it was Thanksgiving last week, she and her mate got uh, very viciously attacked. It's a good job she's okay. I saw that. And her statement is just heartbreaking. But, yeah, so Women's Place and the whole trans debate, they were founded in 2018. I knew in 2018 that the debate was toxic and that Women's Place wasn't a trans-affirming group then. It's just basic due diligence before you give the money out. And from Lush, you have to apply for the money is my understanding. So they actively decided to give the money and they haven't publicised that they gave the money. Mm. It was only found out when someone looked into the funding of Women's Place UK as far as I'm aware. Oh, and stupid Richard Dawkins, emphasis on the dork, has been uh, slagging off trans people again. Uh, what does they, it have to do with him at all? Well, this, this is the thing. He was trans. He was doing the whole well. Unless they've got an X Y karyotype, then uh, they're a woman. And you're like, well, hang on, wait, wait, wait. There, there are cis women that have the old X Y chromosome because for some reason the Y chromosome didn't take. Wallace Simpson, for one. That, let's face it, Richard Dawkins just isn't. Is an ego and an opinion on legs and needs to be removed from society as soon as possible. He has no possible place in it. Do you think this is the year that all the toxic academics are finally being seen for what they are? I mean, David Starkey earlier in the year with his horrible yeah. racist outburst. Oh, God, Starkey. All yeah. these fossilised, hate mongering assholes. It's just. Ugh. Don't hold back, Rick. And let and let's not forget Turfamort herself. Oh, Turfamort. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Mm. Ugh. Yeah. It's it's just awful and it's hateful. And to top it off, the we are aware of a High Court ruling that was made today which for any of our listeners that aren't 
UK-based or don't know much about the UK legal system, a court case was brought to the High Court in London, which is one of the first... It's one of the first bits that you go to when you have a court case. It goes before a judge in the High Court, and then there are two other stages if you don't like the decision that was made. So the High Court has ruled that... Um, people under the age of 16 cannot give informed consent to puberty blockers. Um, it's a very nuanced judgment that they've given. They've divided the ages into 13 and under, 14 and 15, and then 16 and over, based on English case law, and a few other bits, whether people can give informed consent or not, including looking at the nature of the um, pharmaceuticals involved. It's a very long judgment as well that we have not read and we are not experts on, so we are not going to comment on it further, apart from to say there are, in the UK, going to be a lot of young trans and non-binary people who are going to be upset they might be scared. So if you have those people in your family or your friends or you have friends who have children who are trans, check in with them, check in with their parents, see how they're doing and give a sympathetic ear and just remind them it's the first stage. They are go the clinics in question are appealing the decision, or they're seeking leave to appeal the decision to take it to the appeals court, and there's still further remedy after that. So it sucks right now, but have heart. You have all got a lot of allies, and we're not going to turn our backs on you. So, next is something serious. I think you all know what something serious this is. Does it involve dog toy or... Murder! (laughs) That's a bit woolly. (laughs) (laughs) A bit fluffy, I suppose. So it's starting to look a bit Christmassy. I mean, Ruth was wearing a sequined hat until like five minutes ago. So, sequined Santa hat. Either way. Well, to be fair, that could be April the seventeenth. Knowing me, yeah, I, I like my hat. Yeah. And the thing about it being Christmassy means that a certain subject comes up for debate, and it comes a little bit earlier every single year. Oh, have you guys been talking about what you're getting me for Secret Santa again? Yeah. No dildo cups. No, well, that that's all right. I mean, we were thinking £10 budget this year. Yeah, that's fair. I can go with that. Or we could get you a voucher so that you could just shop in a shop when they open. I mean, do you remember shops? That's what I somebody put to pull that I don't know what to think when they're opening it. Shopper. I remember the word, 
and it's like Amazon, but it's not on the computer. How crazy retro would, is that? Why would anyone do that? Why would you not Amazon? Shopping. You don't have to go out. You don't have to see annoying idiots. Oh, you do. You have to be nice to delivery men. That's why you ask them to leave it at the door and have a dog that barks. Ah. You see, us flat dwellers, we have the joy of the communal lobby. And having to traipse downstairs, no matter whose parcel it is, because nobody can be bothered to get up. Are you sure that's not part of your rental agreement, that you're the um, designated flat parcel picker up some person? Well, yeah, but I'm on the top floor, so yeah, getting my steps in. <laughs> yeah, who needs a gym? Just have lazy flatmates, I don't know. Anyhow, back to the case in hand. Right, yes. So, you may or may not be aware that there is a slight controversy over the Pogue song Fairy Tale of New York, which was recorded by Shane McGowan and the late great Kirsten McCall back in 1987. About that. Yeah. So, um, it's the kind of edgelord of Christmas songs. Rather the what? Sort of like it's deliberately trying to be edgy. So where most Christmas songs are about snow and presents and reindeer and nice sappy things like that, very tell mistletoe and wine. I was thinking children oh. singing. Yeah, we, we we can't do the tune. Yeah, we're probably and that sounded very melodic. I don't know if that's so melodic. We have to pay a yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> You have to pay good money to get singing as bad as mine. <laughs> it's about a pair of embittered expats who apparently moved to New York to chase their dreams and now Irish expats. Yeah, and now they hate each other and they're yelling at each other. And during one of these <clears throat> lovely, well-observed exchanges, um, Kirsty McCall's character kind of yells at her husband or whatever he is: "You scumbag! You maggot! You cheap, lousy word that rhymes with maggot." And the thing is... Maggot? Word that rhymes with maggot. Mm. Is it maggots? Taggart. Because I can't think... The old school... Oh, you cheap, lousy taggart. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember. Lousy taggart. Anyway. There's been a murder. (laughs) Murder. Anyway. Yeah, mine really wasn't Taggart. It was Taggart the sheep, wasn't it? <laughs> now I've got a mental image of a sheep going round solving murders. Why not? Let's pitch it to S4C. Yeah, pick up anything oh, else. Yeah, it could be a good kids' show. You know, with a Sherlock Holmes style hat. Sherlock sheep. And a and a pipe that just does bubbles. Sherlock, yeah, Sherlock Sheep. Sherlock yeah. the Sheep. It's been a murder. It's very... Murder! <laughs> murder. I, may be, I may be doing this throughout the recording. Okay, so, murder. so the word in question is a rather repulsive slur used against gay yeah. people. Um, original... Let's just say it. 
Faggot, 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 faggot. Originally in the US, yeah. but picked up here thanks to um, movies and shows and just general thinking, ooh, I want to get in on that homophobic but When slur. I was a girl, you used to get faggots in gravy. You still do. Anybody had Mr. Brain's faggots or Mr. Faggot's brains? Yeah, they're disgusting. Mm. So what do we think about this? Do we think, seeing as the BBC is saying, some stations are saying they're not going to play yeah. the original song. Six Music saying that they're going to play the cleaned up version that was done for a TV performance in 1992 where they say, uh, you're cheap and you're haggard. Yeah. Instead of the rhyme. But there's the, the other bit. I mean, it also has air, you're an old slut on junk. And... It, it's part of it at the time to a, a British listener would have been fine, which is why I think Radio 2 is letting people make uh, hear the original version because uh, older people tend to tend to, to know the old Irish meaning of faggot, which was like, ah, oh, you lazy F word. Um, yeah. Um, which is sort of like you know, oh, you, you slatternly, you lazy, you know. Uh, yeah, you see, I, I alternate through Christmas as to whether I like it or hate it. Yeah, I like that song, but the thing that I hate about that song isn't the song or the word in there. Yeah. It's how much a certain type of person loves being able to, for those four weeks while it's acceptable to have Christmas music playing, scream that out at the top of their lungs when they're out on a Christmas party with their mates. They know exactly what they're doing. They deliberately turn down round and scream it at the nearest gay person they can see, like my school bully did once upon a time. She deliberately turned round and screamed that word in my face while we had that song playing in the school common room. So people do think, oh, yay, I've got a license to use this hateful word because, yeah, it's a good song. I like the tune. I think that Kirsty McCall was a cracking singer. And in every other regard, I would like it, but it's just the fact that... And, and people get so angry when you say, oh, yeah. this might well, be changed. The person that's got most angry about it this time round is, you know, that the irrelevance that was married to Billy Piper. Wasn't that good an actor? Then he sang. Not only got a, only got an album because he's off of the telly, but I've, yeah. I've heard better pub singers that are tone deaf Oh, please, I could fart out a better song than he could ever sing. So he's getting all up in arms about it. But even the Pogue's Twitter has responded going, yeah, it's fine to edit it out. Because society's moved on and we know Does it that it is offensive now. It's a bad word. And it's the bit where you've got those people that love singing it that it's their excuse to socially acceptably be homophobic. Yeah. Because it's so cool to do at Christmas to scream that one out because you're really going against society. Wankers. And that's fine 
But what these people don't get is, as soon as that happens at a Christmas party, I will stop drinking. I will stop having a good time, and I will be in my head calculating exactly the moment where it's polite for me to leave that gathering because I no longer feel safe. And most other LGBT plus queer people in the space will be doing the same thing. And it's even that you had, oh, what's the name of that annoying Welsh show? Gavin and Stacey. Gavin and Stacey. Last year, they did the same thing. And the people that create that show should fucking know better. Well, yeah. But they didn't. I mean, one of them lives in America. Yeah. And it's, this stuff makes people feel unsafe. It doesn't just make people feel unsafe. Language is incredibly powerful. Hmm. And microaggressions and small things like this allow people who are wrong to think it's okay to escalate it to the next level. Because there are people who have just got a screw loose somewhere and they will think, oh, you agreed with me on that thing. It's fine while I go and punch this queer in the face. Yes. They don't get it. it. The reason why we kick up a fuss about these small things is we, from personal experience, know what it's like when you're walking down a street and you don't feel safe. Yes. Because you've got friends who have been beaten up. Friends who, well, thankfully I haven't had any friends who have actually passed away that I know of through being beaten up for being gay, but we know it's all too common a risk. Yes. Back in the days before lockdown, there wasn't a week that went by that you didn't see a report in the queer press about someone being abused on a bus or a tram or a train. And it is a slippery slope. People think, yes, it's acceptable to bull words like that, they then think, oh, maybe it is acceptable for me to act upon these feelings and hurt LGBTQ people. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just, it's annoying, particularly because people can always go, oh, but it's just a song. Or the one that I particularly hate, it's a work of art. I mean, Shakespeare had all sorts of offensive things in his plays, but we don't say them nowadays. We just... Get... Are you kidding? We always say it because of the bird. But if there's an offensive line, like, say, I don't know, some of the things that they say in Macbeth or that awful line that Portia has about the Moorish prince, it's taken out. They think that line doesn't fly anymore because it's racist. We don't want that line in there. So I don't see why they can't just use the edit, which was made in 1992. It's not like it was made last Friday. They thought at the time, oh, maybe this line isn't great anymore. Let's get rid of it. So I don't see why people are acting like somebody's, I don't know, stolen their... It's not like you're going round and murdering their nan, for God's sake. I know. And why are they so desperate to scream that word anyway? And when you ask them that, they're like, oh. Like, that they didn't complain about them when the beautiful South changed, don't marry her, fuck me, to don't marry her, have me. Nobody... 
does like a Twitter campaign trying to get the original version to number one. That's my next job on the list. <laughs> but you see what I mean? It's because they I think we should yell. start that one. <laughs> they want to mm. yell that word. They love yelling that yeah. word and the fact that they can get away with it. That they don't care about all the other songs that have been sanitized for the radio. They want this one because it is the only song where they can. Yeah. It's and the annoying thing is, I feel like I end up going on a rant, like I did a few moments ago, about it every time people bring it up, because I'm sorry, that shit doesn't fly. I'm not... I'm through letting people get away with this shit. I've seen the damage that it does. And quite frankly, I'm fucking tired of it, if you want to scream that word. Just because it's... We're done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when people do that, I'm like, just stick Christmas and your tree up your ass. Yep, with no lube and a sandpaper covering, thank you, so it's as painful as possible. Yeah. Spiky ends. Yeah. Yep, the thick end first. But... You do get people that just see it as a song and they've got nostalgia built in with it and they go, oh, why, why? Because they're not used to, they they don't have that stigma. They're not aware that it's a trigger. So I, I don't like hearing it. It's certainly not on the radio. I mean, if somebody wants to listen to it in their own home where they won't offend people, then fair enough, that's up to them. I judge them slightly for it but that's their own personal time but i don't see why it should be stuck on public radio for us to have to put up with every year or played on top of the pops every year so we have to hear it so whereas being an older git i like the original version but i would not want anybody to be upset or triggered by it so i'm happy with the clean version cleaner version yeah because I'm not a dick. You aren't. You're lovely. You really are. The bank transfers in the post. <laughs> You're good. Usual account details. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, if you want to get in touch with us, you can leave us a voice message on our website, which is anchor.fm forward slash Grumpy old queer cast. That's anchor like the butter. Dot fm forward slash grumpy old queer cast. Or you can reach us on Facebook, Rach. So yeah, if you want to get in touch with us on Facebook, you can um, look for grumpy old queer cast. Or alternatively, on Twitter, it's um, at grumpy old q. So yeah, just drop us a line. That's grumpy old letter Q. Yes, not Q as in queuing or Q as in snooker Q. So we're not that British a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the case. So yeah, if any suggestions, any questions, um, any agony unk letters, so forth, just yes, send them our way. We want to hear your burning mm. bush dilemmas. Actually, not burning. We yes. do on our segment, which is called the Grump. Um, the Agony Queers, tell us all your problems. We probably won't solve them, but we'll have a yeah, good we'll about them. have a good stab at it. Yeah. Also, we are a podcast that is available in many, many places. 
So we're available on Anchor, on Breaker, on Google Podcasts, on Pocket Casts, on Radio Public, on Spotify, and soon we will be on Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere. We're ubiquitous. We will infect your ears. Putting the bye in ubiquitous. Every two weeks we will be in your ears. Oh yeah. You will never escape us. But that's a good thing. We hope. You love us. One of us. One of us. So, and it's Betty Bye's time, so say goodbye, Ruth. Night, everybody. Don't get murdered. And, Rachel, what do you say to our lovely, lovely listeners? Good night, lovely people. Sleep well. In a non-creepy way, she says goodbye. But from me, I'll miss you. Until next time. Night! Bye!